0: Bye
1: That's, that's okay, Buddy Bot. Thank you for in, in inviting everybody in. Uh, he's very excited to be back on the show. BuddyBot hasn't joined us for a while, but now he's back with us. So th- thank you, BuddyBot, for that intro. He just kind of jumped in. I didn't even tell him he could do that. He just kind of did, did that on his own. And uh, I am your host, not BuddyBot, um, Robots, or Tom. And welcome to the show, everybody. And this is my co-host, Lainey. Lainey, how's it going?
2: It's going good like usual
1: (laughs) like usual laney has multiple colors in her hair it is looking amazing she is a gem colored rainbow of hair colors right now it looks really good i
2: actually um a friend of ours got us uh mystery D &D dice Mm -hmm. and so we got to open them yesterday and uh mine matched my hair now
1: that's awesome that's really cool
2: Yes. What a funny coincidence! Like I, I dyed my yes. hair yesterday, and got perfect dice for it.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so yeah. right off the top of the top of the show, we we will be continuing our settlements shows, uh, I guess series. We call it a series, right? And we'll be talking about what are we talking about today, Lainey? What's What's on the docket? Uh,
2: Civet riddy, I think, is what it's called.
1: Civet riddy. I'm not Rick's familiar. Text on- and. oh wait wait we're, we're oh yeah that's the whole trend oh. today is that we're swapping the first letters of things uh <laughs> if you weren't here for the pre-show then you won't get the joke uh rivet city yeah so we're talking about rivet city the largest of the settlements in the Fallout three wasteland of the mm-hmm. uh the capital wastes and before we get to that very very important i know this episode is going to come out a few days after we you know record this usually Two days after we record this is Monday night. You're always welcome to join us twitch.tv slash robots radio, but this week is Fallout for hope and this is a humongous event that my good buddy Ken from Chad of Fallout 76 podcast He's one of the co-hosts of our our show the fallout hub. It's another fallout show that I do with Ken and Dave Um, Ken has put this together in order to raise money for children during the holiday for special needs, and it's it's an amazing event. There's going to be something like 300 plus streamers. Basically, what you need to do is go to Twitch.tv and go to Fallout 76 and look for the Fallout for Hope um, streamers, and there will be stuff happening this entire week, including including <laughs> tomorrow night. We have the Fallout Hub episode, which is usually at the twitch.tv slash Fallout Hub or the Fallout Hub channel at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. But instead of just doing a regular episode this week, we will be doing a game show with Pete Hines and a bunch of uh, some voice actors and some other famous content creators and a bunch of people. And we're going to be doing Apocalypse Squares. It's basically Hollywood Squares with a bunch of your favorite Fallout people. From The community as the actual squares and we will have two contestants who will be competing to see who can win the competition and they were picked through a uh, a Photo mode contest so two actual regular people not not celebrities not content creators Just regular people being contestants being able to hang out with us live on stream. It's gonna be awesome I will be hosting the event you guys should absolutely be there And if you can't be there because you're not hearing about it soon enough then make sure that you check out um Check out the uh, Chad Fallout 76 uh, YouTube page because I'm sure that he's going to put that up afterwards on there. So it's going to be super super fun. I'm very excited to be hosting it tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. I guess it's not night. Um, so anyway, that stuff's that stuff coming up. Check out all yeah, the stuff. Just actually, search Fallout for Hope. You'll find tons and tons of content out there this week.
2: I started streaming for it this morning. We did some Fallout 76, and then the rest of the week I'm going to be doing Fallout One and Two. Yes, it's very exciting.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, people are streaming all the different Fallout games throughout the community uh, Everybody's raising money. It's if you have any money that you can donate. It's st. Jude's uh, is a wonderful wonderful charity Helping children especially during the holidays um, and otherwise if you don't have money just show up Help increase somebody's stream number so it pulls more people in so more people can donate lots of awesome stuff. So um, Go check that stuff out. All right, let's move on to The actual episode for this week. All right, Laney, we're talking about Rivet City, another Mm -hmm. famous location in the Capital Wastes. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and kick this off? What are we What are we talking about here?
2: Sure, thanks. So, um, Rivet City is another settlement. what is it, the fourth in, so far that we've done from Fallout 3? Yep, yep, And a lot of people's favorite, you know. So lots of people will gravitate towards Megaton. A lot of other people will gravitate towards Revit City um, for very different reasons. <laughs> it's a very different place. It's very big. It uh, has a lot going on. So um, in 2237, it uh, was founded. But, like, not quite as a city yet, but it started being established into a science lab. So, essentially what happened is a group of researchers led by Horace Pinkerton um, were carrying on a mission of the Naval Research Institute uh, from before the war and attempting to find somewhere to set up their rivet station science outpost. They, st- they came across this... Um, this ship, it was an aircraft carrier that had been abandoned during the war because it was it crashed. And so it lost part of the bow of the ship on the front of the ship. The bow. The bow? Oh, so, the bow.
0: Sorry. Bow. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, some ships wear bow ties. <laughs> That's, a, that's not even a good joke um yeah the, the bow of the ship
0: <laughs>
2: oh, no. i don't know anything about ships <laughs> I, I guess i
1: don't either because they don't seem to wear bow ties um yeah the bow of the okay, ship okay. yeah it's it's spelt the same but it's pronounced differently sure <laughs> okay
2: so part of the bow of the ship is broken and totally separate of the ship now although you can go to both locations um so it has been abandoned uh, even before the bombs went off in uh at a dock you know it's accessible but no one was using it anymore so it's just been sitting there for a very long time yeah
1: just rotting Um, and and rusting yeah
2: yeah so people came across it right this little research group decided that they were going to set up shop there because the ship was already built in such a way that it was prepared for groups of people to live there for extended periods of time um as evidenced by uh having hydroponic farms that they were able to kind of bring back into commission um had a nuclear reactor among other really interesting things
1: yeah Um, it's it's kind of amazing that it took so long it was like 150 160 years after the great war for it to be harnessed now maybe that's due to a mm -hmm. lack of actual population or maybe it was too dangerous to get to but you would think that people settlers you know people just kind of wandering the The Wasteland looking for a safe place to be and seeing a large ship on the on the horizon that like the first thing you would think is like Mm -hmm. That location may actually give me shelter Let alone might actually have other things in it that would make it very You know functional to live in because it was originally designed to house lots of people for long periods of time out on the ocean seems like a natural habitable kind of place to go
2: Right. And I can imagine maybe not thinking that you could do something with it, given that it very clearly, uh, it doesn't look like a residential ship. It looks like an aircraft carrier. It's broken and it is infested with Meyer Lurks. And so at the time that they first come across it, yeah. It's just filled with Mirelurks, yeah. and nobody wants to deal with Mirelurks. And,
1: and and yeah, and and noting the maybe it was just too dangerous to get to, maybe it was too dangerous to settle. That that could be part of that. It's just you know too many Mirelurks, Not gonna not going over there, right? Yeah.
2: So that was in twenty two thirty seven. Two years later, in twenty two thirty nine, a community started growing around this lab that they had developed. Um, eventually, leading to the development that year um, in April of that year to uh, Rivet City. As we know it, they've started getting more people in. They started trading with people, you know, kind of the same way Megaton did and other areas where they draw people in over time because they're initially a trading hub and they have resources that maybe other people don't have. Um, So when it was founded, they had to create some sort of system of government. So they created a council consisting of three members, uh, Horace Pinkerton, who led the initial researchers to go there, Brad Danvers, and Annette Holmes. Each one of them represents a different group of people who live on the ship. You have um, the scientists, the normal civilians, and the, um, the security workers, like the guards. And so... They each get an opportunity through these representatives to make decisions that hopefully impacts them all in positive ways and they can come to conclusions on things that will represent everybody, not just the scientists or right. whoever, you know? Right.
1: They get their fair say, but there's kind of a, a democratic process for each. Right. Or actually, it's more of a, you know, representative republic kind of process of, you yeah. know, each group having the people who are, you know, fighting for their rights and the things that work best for them, but then trying to find a balance between all the groups.
2: Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's what they settled on um and so initially for a while it was the three of them and Horace Pinkerton is a very interesting character we'll touch more on him in a minute but he didn't last on the council very long despite being in charge of the scientists in the area because another group uh from Project Purity ended up abandoning their post and coming to Rivet City. So Project Purity, if you played Fallout 3, is the drive to find access to fresh water and give it to people in the wasteland essentially. Right. Or to
1: create um, it. Right.
2: Or to create it. Yeah. And your dad in the game, James, mm-hmm. uh used to be the head of this this group, this initiative, and he left. And so when he left, the other people didn't know what to do. So they led they brought themselves to Rivet City and set up shop there. Um, And Madison Lee took charge of them, essentially, and decided that she was going to uh, work with the scientists in Rivet City and eventually kind of took over Horace Pinkerton's spot, um, which led to what they refer to in Rivet City as the conflict, where suddenly the scientists weren't really sure what direction they were going in anymore. Madison Lee wanted to take what she had been doing with Project Purity and use it and do it research for it in these new labs, right? Because they were developed, they had the manpower for it. It would be great, right? That should help everyone. Having access to clean water should be a really great thing. Um, Horace Pinkerton, on the other hand, was very attached to some of the things that he thought were most important to The ship itself and making sure that the people on the ship are safe first and then working towards helping everyone in the wasteland. So he was worried about things um, like strengthening defenses and making sure that the boat uh, is staying put together or possibly (laughs) fixed in a way that's operational.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um both of those things are all very important but lots of people liked madison lee and she ended up taking over and he got very mad and so he left his spot on the council and essentially self-isolated within the bow of the ship separate of everyone else and started his own private lab and he is somewhat protected (laughs) by the mire lurks that infest the area Mm -hmm. um and you can go and meet him in the game if you'd yeah, like to. And sure. he's, he's very <laughs> grumpy about all the things that went down.
1: Right, fine. If you guys don't want to do my thing, then I'm just going to go do my thing by myself over here. Me and my Meyer <laughs> Lurks. Just just us over here all alone together. Thanks. Sorry. Bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he just abandoned everything. So, of course, uh, after his little tantrum, if you will, mm-hmm. Madison Lee took his spot on the council. And so... The original members uh, other than him are still there, but it's been shifting. Their focus has changed a little bit. Um, By this time that the conflict happens, Rivet City had become the largest settlement in the capital wasteland, despite them making some choices that would have limited their population, such as not accepting researchers and scientists and other intelligent people from other settlements. So if someone left the underworld, and wanted to go to Rivet City to be a part of Project Purity, they would not accept them. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Which is really interesting, you'd think, because you would assume they would want more manpower, and they actually uh, end up kind of needing it eventually. Um, So yeah, so it's an interesting choice. Uh, There is disagreement in the city about it. Um, On the council, even, they took a vote to see if they would accept people, and it got turned down. Yeah. But of course, you have you have both sides, some people who think it would be a good idea in the long run and some people who just want to keep it private.
1: Um, Right. I can imagine I I can see the argument for keeping it private, being that it's (laughs) such a critical thing and having the wrong people be included could Tank the whole thing or release information to uh, you know And we come to find out that the enclave is up to no good and that you know, there are people in the wasteland who are Trying to take this technology for themselves or stop it from happening. Mm -hmm. So I I get I get the need for secrecy and Reducing the number of hands, you know the number of chefs in the kitchen that kind of thing
2: Right, so it it both you know, I can see both sides of it as well Um, Mm -hmm. and that's how a lot of the issues that Rivet City ends up kind of facing our... It's not... You know, there really isn't a great answer, but that's just life, (laughs) you know? You have to pick something, and people have to act on what they think is best for the whole. Um, They still remain incredibly successful. The city is able to provide more non-irradiated food than anywhere else. um, Nice. Which is really really awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, they have a constant flow of materials that are being scavenged by people who are either trading them in or um, their own civilians and being brought to the city in order to maintain their production and maintain this their ship. Um, some have described their work at utilizing as much loot as they can as being aggressive because River City <laughs> just does not quit. If they want something done, they'll do all of it. Um, and they have acquired so much, so many things, not just scraps Um, they have the most powerful military for a settlement in fallout 3 um, just below the brotherhood of steel in the enclave so they are forced to be reckoned with and their security force is trained by two veterans um, a commander named laura danvers and an android named harkness who also if you go to the city and you use the intercom to enter the city harkness is who greets you when you first enter
1: right yeah I guess it makes sense with, um, oh, Planey just dropped out. She'll be back in a second. I guess it makes sense with the concept of this being a military vessel that the spirit of having a security team, people on board who can, um, you know, even just their own kind of smaller military force it makes sense. It makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So they're incredibly well equipped to handle. Uh, problems that they may encounter in the wasteland at least on the ship itself because they're trained and they have a lot of the technology that they need um but despite you know their the intelligence of their population with all the scientists there and their government functioning the way it does and the amount of security they have they still have some more environmental based difficulties um this is most present in the condition of the ship itself, where it, because it is a broken down ship sitting in one spot in water all the time. Almost 200 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is incredibly rusted, um, especially on the lower levels. And so lots of the people on the ship are having trouble with uh, tetanus infections and also respiratory issues such as red lung where from breathing mm. in and having constant exposure to this rust, they're damaging their lungs, especially the people living in the lower decks. Yeah. It's also um, a good
1: way to ferret out who the communists are. They often get red lung. Oh my God. Ha 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 ha. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey. That was a really, really bad, bad joke. joke. Thank you, buddy bot. sorry go on
2: (laughs) so beyond the rust the only other problem on the ship that they really deal with is just the ship kind of falling apart because it's old and so most of their uh scrap that they scavenge doesn't go towards building things for inside the ship rather than going towards making sure the ship isn't falling apart so they spend a lot of time focused on like just keeping things running (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which is a it's a lot to work on when you're already working on things like product purity and training military grade security and stuff like that. You know they have a lot on their plate. Um, in terms of more societal based difficulties, some of the scientific uh, projects that they have require constant oversight, such as growing uh, hydroponic food, um, which means that people that work on those projects have to be working for very long hours you know they don't have all the hands in the world to work on this they're not accepting scientists from anywhere else so the people who are working on this this is what they, this is all they do <laughs> yeah yeah um so that is very taxing on the their scientists um the city is open however like i said to traders and so um Having traders come in to add Traders, uh, not
1: traitors.
2: Not trade Yeah, traders. Nobody wants
1: traitors. No. Um,
2: so this it's very helpful, you know. Anyone can really go in there. Some of the other characters you'll meet in the game will mention occasionally that they've set up shop in Rivet City before. Um so it's a very it's a very common area. Lots of people want to go there because it is a very successful city. And it's very large. Um they are also well known for being the first trading partner of the brotherhood of steel which is really cool that's, so in that's order, that's kind of a high
1: honor sort of right in that right the brotherhood is extremely picky about who they uh work with i mean the lions mm. brotherhood not as much as say other groups from the brotherhood but um yeah i mean it's the first but it also makes sense they 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 have a high amount of um Investment in acquiring things from the wasteland, so it would make sense mm. that the Brotherhood would have identified that and seen them as um, a, a group to be connected to for their own benefits. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. So, um, and it's it's good that you say that because it really is a big deal. And what does the Brotherhood protect more than anything? Technology. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy that they're trading with Rivet City, who they actually, they are giving Rivet City military-grade weaponry, military-grade armor, other technology to assist them with their other projects. Yeah. It's everything Rivet City could need, you know? They don't have to scavenge for these things anymore. They can just get them in return for helping the Brotherhood out. Yeah, um, I can imagine that we- there's,
1: there's enough benefit to the Brotherhood directly in order to do that. I also would imagine that the Brotherhood underlines would see the value of the research that's happening in that location and even things like the museum and the, uh, the willingness to um, uh, hold on to the items that they have and keep them safe. You know, that, that, that does line right. up a certain amount with the ideals of the Brotherhood.
2: Right. And so in return, um, Rivet City is assisting them with other things. The Brotherhood in Fallout 3 has these trade caravans that give out free water to wastelanders, um, and they need protection. So security from Rivet City, in return for trading for all these things, uh, protects these caravans, which at first is a really great deal. Um, Unfortunately, they start getting attacked by raiders very frequently to the point where three out of four Caribbeans, um come back incredibly damaged if they come back at all. So 75% of the people leaving Rivet City to protect, yeah, they just end up hurt or dead, you know, which is really awful.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and so people living in Rivet City have started realizing that this might not be the best deal, but this is where they get their technology from. It's great to have the Brotherhood on your side. And so they don't really do anything about this. So at the time that you are introduced to Rivet City, this is still something that the city is not really on the same page of. Some people think it's worth it to keep going, and some people really just don't want to be doing this anymore because people are dying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And they really need the security For themselves so some people would like for the brotherhood to start charging for the caravans um for the water from them instead of having it being free so that they can fund more things to keep the caravans more secure right um but they're not doing that so this is completely unresolved by the time that you go into it
1: yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's kind of an amazing service that they were willing to do um i think it just goes towards it just shows you Lyon's, uh commitment to helping people in the wasteland the, you know, mm-hmm. I mean they they're very different from other groups of the Brotherhood that we, we know about for sure
2: yeah that is for sure so in terms of things going on in Rivet City these are, those are the big things, you know, their projects the kinds of people who are there, what their focuses are, the deal with the Brotherhood of Steel, all of that. Those are like the biggest factors that you'll run into. In terms of what it's like to be there, what kind, what your day to day might look like. Um, there's a few notable locations that you could go to. You have, uh, in terms of shops, you have the Weaponry and Armory store. is called Flak and Shrapnel. Yeah, I and, love that. Um, <laughs> I
1: love that. That's the name of the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, the guy who works there, his name is Flack, and he used to be a Raider. Um, but he had some beef with his other raiders that he worked with and he decided that he just wasn't gonna do it anymore. So he left and opened up shop in a uh, in Rivet City. Mm-hmm. You also have their general store, the Rivet City Supply. Um, their clothing store, uh, Potomac Attire, their drugstore, a quick fix. So you have all your, your basic needs covered. Quick you can buy fix. the things that you need in addition that's, to
1: It's such a good like it's a double <laughs> meaning. It's so good. Like a quick fix, like, uh, you know, if you need some drugs to repair, you know, like take care of yourself. You need some like medication. This is a quick fix. But then there's also, you know, like a quick fix is like a drug, a a drug hit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. That's a good name.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a great name. Um, so yeah, so those are all, you know, the things that you need, you can get them there between there and the traders that come and go, you're pretty much set. If you have the currency to afford the things that you want to get, the world is your oyster um if you need a place to rest there's the weatherly hotel which funnily enough if you spend enough time in you'll encounter residents of rivet city coming in and stealing things from the hotel
1: oh really i didn't know some of
2: them steal alcohol some of them steal just random things lying around they'll just pick it up (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah it's pretty funny um yeah. In terms of food and drink, you have Gary's Galley, which is a restaurant run by Gary Staley and his daughter, Angela, which is fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: reminds me of a certain other uh, dad and daughter duo I know.
1: Um, dad <laughs> and daughter hmm. duo. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll have to think about that a little bit.
2: It's <laughs> um, you, you other... dummy. She's, she's talking
1: about you. <laughs> Thank you very much.
2: Thanks, Buddy Bot. (laughs) So, and then there's a bar called the Muddy Rudder. I have a fun fact about the Muddy Rudder. It has 31 shot glasses, which is the most shot glasses found anywhere in the game.
1: Oh, it's like the Baskin Robbins of uh, drinkeries. Sure. A different flavor in each uh, shot yes. glass. Thirty-one flavors of shots.
2: <laughs> Thirty-one flavors, but that's it. If you have all of those, nobody else can drink anything. <laughs> 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 they have to buy it by the bottle. <laughs> um, they also have Saint Monica's Church, which is uh, it's a Catholic church and one of the only functioning churches in the game, other than uh, things like the you know Magaton's good old cult.
1: Yeah. If you don't want to go sure.
2: worship a a cult then your other option is to be Catholic I guess I guess. So. Those are your choices. <laughs> it's interesting because
1: we don't get a whole lot of representation in Fallout games of uh, o- the old world religions um, mm-hmm. we get a lot of like weird cults and we also get uh, people who I mean I guess they're just all just variations of weird cults right people who worship some sort of odd thing whether it's Cthulhu-esque right. or you know a bomb or whatever um but this idea of actual real old world religion is, is not something that shows up very often.
2: Right. So you have to imagine, at least I think, that any anything they would know about uh, old world religions would come from what they've encountered, which often they interpret incorrectly, as we see with things like mm-hmm. uh, swatters instead of baseball bats and things like that. Um, or that it's kind of passed down through people who survived
1: yeah word of but mouth of people
2: who survived yeah. like that's it's kind of hard to like keep facts that way you know so it's it's a little tough and it makes sense that when people enter
1: uh-oh laney's glitching out again she'll be here in a second um <laughs> yeah we, uh world that oh is they, very... you're back you jumped out for a second. Oh, did I disappear? Yeah, you disappeared. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so st- start over what you were saying with that thought.
2: Oh, so I don't know where I, where I jumped out, but um, I was essentially saying that, like, for people who are new to an area, right, or it's a, it's a place, there's not a lot of information, and they're trying to attribute meaning to things. Mm-hmm. Or develop a community. Both of those things are really... Uh, those are the key reasons why religions start in the first place. It's because you're either trying to attribute meaning to something, or you mm-hmm. want to create... A reason for people to get together consistently, essentially. If you look at um, the history of religions in our world, that is what birthed most of them. Uh, and so it makes yeah. total sense that yeah. you encounter lots of cults that we do not understand in these games. Because they seem crazy to us, but for those people, that's what makes sense to them. Right,
1: right. right. It's, it's an attempt to uh, explain things, to, to give reason to things that seem um, unreasonable. In many mm-hmm. cases, uh, and then secondarily, it becomes a means of control, which, right, for better or worse, is, right, is what it is. Yeah,
2: yeah, it depends uh, who is in charge. Right. <laughs> yep. That's why you find in the real world, world some cults where like it really is just one person making a bunch of stuff up for the attention of it. And then being charismatic enough to convince people that it's yeah, true, or for the control and depends. the power
1: and the the the, the ego, money that may come with it. ego need, yeah. and, and those kinds of things. Uh, in in larger world religion circles, oftentimes it's it's a means to um, manage uh, the population, and oftentimes uh, is done through some sort of moral lens. Whether that morality is actually based in anything more than just the interpretations of the leaders often is is debatable as well. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. There's lots of different perspectives on that. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I would think that, and this is not something we come across very often in the Fallout games, but books do survive. There are old books that survive mm-hmm. in the world. You would think that people have Bibles. And not only Bibles, I mean, most of the Fallout universe that we know about is in, you know the united states and the united states the primary religion in the united states is you know christianity forms of christianity whether that's catholicism or or protestantism or you know any of the other uh splinter groups of those two main you know tree branches Uh, but that doesn't mean that things like islam or um hinduism or you know uh, buddhism you know like these other That there weren't worshippers of these other main world religions in the United States. There's plenty of them They're they're a smaller percentage, but they they definitely exist Um, It would be I I don't know if it's something that the creators tend to stray away from for uh, Social reasons because they don't want to upset anybody Um, but I think that I, extrapolating into the future, you would have interpretations and and this is coming from somebody who studied theology and philosophy in college. you would have interpretations of these mainline religions that have evolved and changed due to the state of the world. And that happens all the time. You look throughout history. Um, let's let's just use Christianity because it's probably the thing that most of this listener base is, is familiar with but the christianity of the second era the second you know 200 a.d um is very different from the christianity of say the um the renaissance or different locations christianities you know the type of christianity that was brought to and um used in the new world or in africa during the time of uh, you know settling you know westerners settling and colonizing the world is still very different from the forms of Christianity and the theologies of Christians in other locations. So Mm -hmm. all of that stuff changes based on the nature of the situation. And what's interesting is the more dire the situation is, the more conservative the perspective of the faith becomes in most cases. So in a world where you have basically the downfall of society, and you have people struggling to survive against uh, like ridiculous odds and monsters and lack of clean food and water and all of those things y- It would make sense that not only are people you know trying to attribute things You know like worshiping a bomb and just going to these extreme ends to try to come up with solutions for the world But you would also have Perspectives uh, that are based on these mainline theologies That have been tweaked and changed based on Their understanding of the way the world is and how that's affected them um so it's a very roundabout way of saying it's, you know, it'd be interesting if these things did show up and that we had variations on people who, you know, kind of believed what were originally real-world Old-world theologies and yet are now different because of the way the Wasteland has affected it
2: Yeah Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Here we go really Oh
2: <laughs> <of that. Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I think it's really interesting, you know, and I mean, you could make the argument, right, that having, if you're going to pick any church or any place of worship, having a Christian church or a Catholic church in this case, because of the percentage Mm
0: -hmm. of
2: Christians in America, like that makes sense. Um, But absolutely, there are so many more religions that could exist in like in yeah. this world in addition to right. Christianity and the cults and such. Right. So
1: or, or even taking something like Catholicism and Catholicism's uh focus on um the <laughs> reparation of sin through um uh attending church and admitting your sins and and walking through that and this idea that like there's very much there's very much this focus on Catholicism about um Uh, Seeking forgiveness and that we're all sinners and and we seek forgiveness and then we sin again and we seek forgiveness again and oftentimes the situations that we're in don't get better until we find forgiveness and those kinds of things and Like I could see a version of that where you look at the wasteland itself as punishment from God and a very strict Kind of Catholicism grows out of that with people who are extremely morally strict and very very Focused on making sure that everyone seeks forgiveness for their sins and that everyone's a sinner And 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 then of course you can go off the deep end with that and people deciding to kill people because they are sinners And you know like I I could totally see and 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 the same thing could happen with Protestant faiths as well You can take any of those things extrapolate them out to extremes and they get they get dangerous Um, It'd be I think that would be interesting I think it'd be interesting to see a little bit of that But maybe maybe that story's already been told enough times that we don't need that exact same thing I don't know mm-hmm. you know I mean it's not like that it hasn't happened in the real world because it has so yeah
2: yeah I think it's fun and I do like you know um, even if Fallout just keeps focusing on uh, children of Adam or the mothman and stuff like that it's it's still fun and you can explore a lot of those same themes there Yeah, it's true. I mean and they are because both of those groups can become quite violent <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And you see different variations of them throughout the games, um, yeah. especially, you know, the children of Adam.
1: Right. And maybe maybe even more interesting would be a group who, whether it's a mainline old world religion group or, or whatever, who actually finds peace and... um it it uses their faith in very positive ways in the wasteland and doesn't go off the deep end and you know like a a real like you know representation of like no this is this is my faith and it brings me peace and it it, you know i I treat people well and i accept others and i'm loving and like all of these things and they find that that is actually a center point for them because that's also another story that we don't get much in fallout is people who are Mm -hmm. well 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 adjusted and centered in their perspectives of the world because the world yeah. is so difficult you know it, it it makes sense that it's hard to find that
2: yeah and it's also like from a you know a storytelling perspective especially for a video game it's really easy to be like "Ooh, cult scary yeah <laughs> like, yeah let's do it this way but of course that isn't the only thing that can come out of it so for sure For sure some more variety there would be really cool to
1: see yeah What if Um, what if we had like an offshoot in fallout 76 of like the cult of the mothman? That wasn't these like crazies that you have to fight in the wasteland But is actually like a very peaceful group that like lives in one building somewhere and like welcomes you in and like See it, it seems too good to be true But it actually isn't and that's the twist is that these people are just kind and nice and loving and accepting of strangers and they give you like clean water and the place to stay and they're just there like the the monks of the mothman that's a that's a good uh little green in chat <laughs> says the monks of the Mothman. like th- that would be an interesting twist because when you have so many of these stories and you get used to that twist of like oh no, nope, they're crazy and the twist is that no they're not crazy that becomes way more interesting than the crazy twist that that would be so cool yeah yeah
2: I would love if they set it up like, you know, because it's, you know, like the movie Midsummer, where, and it's the thing that lots of of cults do where they love bomb you and they're very kind and then they tend to understand. It seems too good to be true. Yeah. All these things and like really makes you feel uneasy and then they reveal that it's actually fine. That would be great.
1: Like that, no, they're not asking anything of me. They don't have any weird secrets. They're genuinely nice people who Mm -hmm. just want to do good in the world.
2: That would be really cool. What?
1: No, they really are. (laughs) Like they really, really are. Okay.
2: Yeah, that would be awesome. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you see some of the little religious representation that there is in these games. You can find that in Rivet City. And it's it's a functioning church. You can go into it. Um, you can talk to the people who go there. It's, it's really cool. It's fun to see that sense of community in there. Um, there's also um, their museum, which uh, you mentioned earlier i think is one of the coolest
1: places do
2: you right so i saved this for last because i really like i don't have a whole lot to talk about in it but i do think it's super awesome and i may be a little bit biased because some of the things that they have in the museum i have also seen in person and so the idea of them all being in one place is very exciting to me Mm -hmm. um especially in in the wasteland you know i've uh i've mentioned that rivet city you know the people who scavenge for Rivet city they go hard and this if this is evidence of it so you have um the capital preservation society which is their museum and it includes artifacts such as the declaration of independence the emancipation proclamation the united states constitution the bill of rights the gettysburg address and more the magna carta i think is in there you know
1: yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. That's, which is, it's really cool. So many of these um, important documents all in one location. Right. Yeah.
2: It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it is Fallout and it is, uh, <laughs> post war, and, um, the funding for this museum is very limited and the hands on deck to, uh, to work on it are very limited. So, a lot of the things they talk about are incorrect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So people
2: who go to it learn uh, they mislearn American history, which isn't. You don't only see this in Rivet City; you see this in Diamond City as well. But it's it's pretty funny, um, and frustrating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Um, you so guys yeah, are so close. You're so
1: close to the truth. Up there. <laughs>
2: so yeah. You have all the documents. <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean stuff like that happens in our world and we have the ability to spend more time examining it and we still pass down history in biased ways all the time you know the the victor is the one who writes the history so our history sounds different than european history talking about us and so on and so forth right yeah um so you know it's it's to be expected that history in an apocalypse will be even more off the rails <laughs> um uh, so yeah so the last thing that i have really to talk about and is in this museum is that i thought was cool is they have an airplane it's a it's a jet it's a fighter jet that's attached to the ceiling in mm-hmm. the museum yeah it is an exact replica of a north american p-51 mustang fighter jet from from world war ii
1: yeah those, so and those were our, like, used a lot in the war yeah
2: fanatics and veterans and stuff there yeah. i know a lot of you watch the show i think that's pretty cool um it's really neat, like, you know, they went, they didn't just throw a fighter jet in there. They were like, here's a specific jet that was here during like these points in history and you can go stare at it in the museum yeah, on the ceiling.
1: It's a cool plane, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, very so, cool. Rivet City a really neat place. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um. In chat, they're talking about. Um. Nekamata says, "Oh yes, Abraham Washington. Yeah, Abraham Washington. <laughs> I love that's his, that that's his name, Abraham Washington. He's I guess...
2: got fake teeth and a big hat. He's got a big hat and <laughs> <of> fake teeth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's better than for teeth. <laughs> George Lincoln wouldn't be as good as Abraham Washington. Yeah. George Lincoln. <laughs> George Lincoln. Well, very cool stuff. Um. Uh, Of course, every time we talk about any of these settlements, it brings back all these memories, and I'm just like, oh, I need to go back and visit all my old friends from this old settlement (laughs) and be in there again. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on this and how, how revisiting this stuff, especially for those of you who haven't gone back and played Fallout 3 for years. How does this make you feel? Do you have any, like, memories, any thoughts about that? Um, feel free to share that in chat or, you know, of course, jump into Discord and share that in the Fallout Lorecast channel on Discord. I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of that stuff. Well, Laney, it's time to hop to the
0: middle of the show. So why don't we do that?
1: Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Welcome to the middle of the show. This is the part of the show where we thank all of our patrons. Thank you, all of our patrons. You guys are absolutely the best. And if you are interested in helping to support the show and me and Lainey and our ability to keep doing this and creep, keep creating creep creating more content and you know help me learn how to speak correctly, then please check out Fallout.com slash Fallout warcast <laughs> Because... Or, did I say Fallout.com? Patreon.com. Holy moly. Slash Fallout Lorecast. I just need to slow down a little bit and <laughs> check out the different tiers, the things that you can get, like free episodes early episodes Extended episodes of the show anytime we hang out after an episode and chat with the community or play a, a trivia game or, or whatever You guys will get a full extended version of the show um, I don't have a trivia game ready for today because I've been busy doing some other stuff But we're happy to chat a little bit more with you guys after the show So if you are a patron or you'd like to be a patron Then Stay tuned for that stuff Uh, and for anybody who doesn't understand how that works once you sign up as a patreon You get your own feed you get your own very different feed of the show Which means that you don't have to get ads popping in you don't have me advertising anything other than just thanking you guys and talking about patreon and um, Once the show sounds like it's ending there's always extra stuff at the end if if we have extra stuff to give you so go check that out lots of cool stuff Um, and thank you especially to our patrons the Uh, The episode at the end of this month for our patron chat will be in two weeks on the 28th So if it's something you'd like to join us and chat with us live on the show Then you're welcome to do that our tier 4 patrons who sign up Can join us every month and we always have such a great time talking with everybody. So go check that out I'll stop yammering in your ears about that And I'll try to learn how to talk better for the rest of the episode if you have
2: about Nuka world I'd be delighted
1: to answer them yeah lil green in chat says it's been so long since I played fallout 3 I don't even remember any of this 10 plus years yeah it's been probably about that long for me as well um although I did play it I did play it a lot it was one of those games I put a lot of time into for sure me too <laughs> so let's dive into some of the news uh, Laney did an awesome job covering the uh the settlement this this week uh rivet city um but we have some really cool news coming out for uh fallout 76 actually tomorrow starts the new uh game board i guess a season is it a season i don't think they call it seasons um but this is called the scribe of avalon i've got an image here of exactly what that looks like i'm pulling it up on screen right now here is and if you if you aren't watching this if you're just listening um, Then don't worry you can you can always look this up on the YouTube channel if you want to see the images But the scribe of Avalon this is the uh, the, the teaser they, they released recently It's of course the art for all of this stuff looks amazing. It's really 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 nice um, And here's an example of the game board That's coming up here. I'm gonna make it a little bit bigger on the screen while we talk um and this will be the third game board that we go through on on fallout seventy six. And I think this this is really, really cool. the The idea here is that we are following around uh, along with a story that is directly from Astounding Awesome Tales of the historian K.D. Inkwell as she looks into the technological advancements of the civilization of Avalon this has something to do with like time travel and like pulp stories and and those kinds of things and i'm very curious about how this will affect any lore like uh, is there anything in the details in and around this that talk about like real events from the fallout world in the past that May shed some light on some stuff, or is this all fictional and just part of this like pulpy story? We don't know yet, so I'm kind of interested to see where that goes. Um, other than that, coming out, which by the time most of you guys are listening to this episode will already be live, we have some information around some updates coming in January. There's uh, this is probably the biggest thing the stash size for 76 will be increased again by another 50%. From 800 to 1200 pounds and I cannot tell you how excited I am for this Even with being able to put all of my trash in the like the trash bin and having the subscription in order to put It's not called a trash bin, but you know what I'm talking about stash it all in there We're gonna be able to have a much bigger place to stash all of our all of our stuff So that's really nice Especially because there are some weapons and armor things that I just want to hold on to and I just don't want to get rid of Um, The item stack weight details Uh. Uh, I'm sorry. Item stack weight details instead of per item weight details will be updated in the way that you can see the things listed out. There will be new Pipboy tabs for new items, armor, which will be separated from apparel and food and drinks, which is great. This will be a lot easier to find things when you're looking through your Pipboy for different items that you're looking for. Um, there's vending map machine previews. You can see what legendaries a vendor has before traveling there. Which is awesome because you can see like okay, you have three stars. They have five three-star items two Two-star items and seven one-star items. You can just tell you know if maybe what you're looking for might might actually be there um, One of the things I find really really interesting is this concept of light allies. This is what they're calling it You'll be able to claim two new light allies during your season journey They will offer unique benefits like healing or feeding you in place of sending you on daily quests These are people who you can have hanging out at your camp and There's a few different ones that I guess you get to unlock and choose from during the season I'm again not hundred percent sure how this is going to work So we have here Yasmin chowdery Yasmin is a cooking vendor who will replenish your hunger and thirst once every 24 hours She also has uncommon and sometimes rare cooking recipes for sale there's solomon hardy solomon primarily deals in medical supplies he will also heal your hp rads and diseases in exchange for caps useful right then we have uh, backpack flares that are coming out this is cool what do you think about this laney this the idea that you can personalize your backpack by modding it with aesthetics like uh you know little doodads that hang off your backpack
2: so i my backpack is like so clunky right like they're so big and then i've got the little baby mothman i've
1: got a little baby mothman on my back yeah
2: a big chonky one a Big chonky and one. and i like i dress up my character right now i'm in like one of the nurse outfits from the asylum um and it's fun and i take lots of photo mode pictures and in all my pictures with me in them i've got this big backpack and it's just gr- it's like it's not great it's like tan yeah but it doesn't match you know so being able
1: Oh, she's she's dropping out again. Yeah, being able to customize these a little bit more would be helpful. I think the other thing that would be really helpful to Lainey would be um, uh, some of the skins. And there's probably skins that you missed <laughs> since you jumped into the game more recently. But yeah. getting different skins, like like uh, like I like I like the little baby Mothman to carry around on my back. I think he's pretty cute. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine that. Maybe somebody needs to donate you some atoms so you can go shopping on the store and get it get a better skin. Um but yeah, backpack flares. It looks like they're like little doodad doodads that you can like hang off the backpack behind you. And you can put like little, you know, I don't know, red rockets or, you know, like a Nuca-Cola bottle or, or something like that hanging off your backpack. Um, we haven't seen a ton of pictures of this stuff yet, but I can imagine that these will be very popular. And I also hope that things like extremely rare backpack flares are available during certain quests or events. That would be really cool and the kinds of things that we can try to go find while just playing through the game and kind of grinding stuff out. Also unique speed bags. Uh, you can, so a, a speed bag as in like a punching bag, you know those bags that in like movies like Rocky where not the big big tube one, the big one that hangs punch. down yeah and it's like this big it's about the size of your head
2: yeah and when you hit
1: it it like flies back and then comes back towards you real quick and you can just go boom 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 and you just like hit it really quickly uh these will now Is be available how you hit
2: things but that's they, they go wrist. like this right
1: like you're like bop, 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 bop. that's what they do that's what they do in the movie they, they, they like roll their fists right right they just like bop, 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 bop. yeah i can't extend it i'll punch my screen <laughs> i don't want to punch my gear um <laughs> But these will be in your camp. You can actually put these in your camp and they will temporarily increase your agility. And then I think this one's actually really cool, too. Something called Perfect Bubblegum. Um, You can chew perfectly preserved bubblegum to completely replenish your hunger and thirst and remove the need to eat or drink for an hour. Oh, my God. Give me all of the perfect bubblegum. I don't understand how this works because this is not how bubblegum actually works. But then again... None of the items actually work. You're just
2: chewing it nonstop the whole time. I
1: guess. I
2: guess. The flavor is gone. But you're just chomping, you know?
1: Yeah. You're just chomping on it. And then the last thing is something called perk coins. These help rank up your legendary perks more quickly by filling your pockets with some perk coins. I guess these are rewards you get from doing stuff and they count like scrapping the other Legendary cards or non legendary cards in order to rank up your legendary cards something like that probably um But what I do like about all of these things uh, is that uh, first of all they you know They're still listening to the community increased stash space the fact that they've been able to do that and make that function Hopefully without negatively affecting the stability of the game is absolutely huge Plus there's just a lot of really cool stuff coming organizational benefits to you know organizing stuff in your 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 Pit boy like we had so much news about like oh, there's there's new Brotherhood story stuff coming and we're gonna have even more Brotherhood story stuff Which is great because you know the community's been asking for more story content But at the same time you can tell that they're working on these other things that are quality of life Benefits and little tweaks to the way that certain things will work and even the ability to decorate your backpack And kind of customize that with fun little little doodads like that's all great stuff You know, as long as a
2: little doodad,
1: yeah, little doodads, as long as they're not charging an arm and a leg for this stuff. This is absolutely what I think what we need. So very cool stuff coming. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying playing Fallout 76. And if you haven't jumped into it yet, I posted this on Twitter a few weeks ago. Like, surprise, the game's pretty good now. Like, everybody can stop complaining about it. It's pretty good. Um, And especially if you jumped into Cyberpunk. Have you? If you jumped into Cyberpunk and you're like, it's not playing well on my PS4 or my Xbox One because they need to patch it, then maybe put that just to the side and play some false 76 until they patch Cyberpunk. I mean Cyberpunk's a great game if it runs well, but if it doesn't run well, then play this for a bit and then go back to the other one. Anyway, that's what we got this week. Um, Laney, any thoughts, any other cool things? You said you've been enjoying 76. Anything cool that you've been doing in the game?
2: Um, not since we really talked last. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've really enjoyed it. I love Fallout so much. It's almost like I'm in a podcast about it or something.
0: Huh? 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 <laughs> yeah. Um. You, you're in a podcast right yeah, now, that My was life
1: the is that, a was, lie. that was the joke. Buddy Bot. That was, sometimes Buddy bot doesn't oh, get the joke. Oh, Buddy Bot. Oh, Buddy Bot. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah well yeah you did the uh university stuff recently right in one of the quest lines
2: yeah i did that this morning on stream Mm um we you know they have the part i don't know if you know anyone listening has done it or not but um there's a part where you can go to vault tech university and in order to get the thing that you want or the information that you want they force you to graduate which means going through a simulation as an overseer in their like pretend vault where you have to mitigate a uh a very emotional
1: <laughs> the robots are angry at each other basically <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's good times um, but yeah the simulation vault is really cool um the university itself is really pretty yeah, interesting it's neat it's it's cool stuff uh, it's like
2: a real campus i was surprised because i yeah. when i walked up to it i was like oh big building and then my like little marker was somewhere else and so i walked around and i was like oh more buildings i was like this is a real university yeah
1: it's, it's like a campus yeah <laughs> did you notice that the statue is missing its head
2: I don't think I looked at the statue. There's a
1: there's a university vault boy statue, that's mm-hmm. missing its head, um, and I won't ruin it for you. But you can you, you come across the head in another, another location, and it oh. makes sense when when you were there and you look around and you go, oh, that's who stole the head. I get it now. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Have you done the nuka cola? No, not the nuka cola. The um, the uh, oh, the the drink the. You guys are gonna yell at me somebody's yelling at the car stereo right now the um, the Nuka uh, Alcoholic drink Nuka shine. Nuka That's shine. it. Have you done the Nuka shine stuff? Oh, yet? I've
2: done it a few times.
1: Have you looked around I've had, I've had, the location you go to during the quests to get the Nuka shine?
2: I think I got them At the end of a different quest as a reward.
1: Yeah, do you remember where you go for that? Where the quest takes you it takes you to a certain location that has something to do with the university.
2: Now I don't remember it's Now you have been, to dig back uh, in
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it okay. after the show wraps up <laughs> yeah. It'll be part of the extended <laughs> stuff um, But yeah, there's yeah, it's, it's connected to that Anyway, thank you everybody for joining us um, I will be potentially streaming this week I will definitely be on tomorrow During the Fallout Hub's uh, Apocalypse Squares We're going to be having an awesome time Doing a game show with a whole bunch of people That you will recognize That's again, 5pm Tomorrow which is Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday when it comes out, maybe I'll put this out up ep- early I mean I just put this out early so everybody gets it um, So 5 p.m. Pacific or Eastern 2 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash the fallout hub and thank you to all of our Chat and everybody who's been here Enjoying the live show with us. We love you guys. It is super fun to see your comments while we talk and Laney, thank you for setting up this episode with the lore again. You're doing an awesome job with this stuff and uh, I guess until next time If you live in a giant ship, then I should make sure that you get rid of the the mirelurks. Don't touch the rust. Uh, Kill the mirelurks and eat them because they probably taste pretty good, like lobster or something, right? I mean, that's a huge source of food. All right.
2: Mirelurk cakes.
1: Mirelurk cakes. Hmm. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. This podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast, including our Tier 5 patrons, Firewriter and Azen. Thank you so very much for your support.
0: robots radio podcast
1: smart shows for interesting people check out all the shows at robotsradio.net all right guys good show good show good show used to be akin to me i used to get a lot more sunlight huh me too
2: i used to be i look at photos of myself from high school and i'm i'm a different shade i'm like 10 shades darker
1: (laughs) boom boom firepower yeah saber thanks for (laughs) buying all the packs that was awesome i hope you got some good cards um You've got like a, a symbol that hops up, pops up on these. They've updated the stream loots packs with these like effects and stuff you can unlock for them. It's pretty cool.
2: Excuse oh, hang me. on, actually, let me try something. I'm still pale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? What did you change?
2: I can, so my light changes colors.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the
2: orange setting, and I'm still a ghost.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that setting's more natural though. It's less. Uh, yeah, less... it's
2: like sunlight.
1: It's more like sunlight, yeah. 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 Mine, um, I mean I just I just look reddish, partly because of the other lights in the in the room. Um the, I've got a good camera. Oh, another slice of pizza for Buddy bot. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I love pizza. <laughs>
1: Buddy bot just loves and loves and that pizza. Um, yeah, she's a vampire. That's probably what it a is. Yeah.
2: You know what? I'm I'm mostly nocturnal most of the time. I wouldn't be surprised. Although the living forever thing, not for me. That's a long time.
1: That's that's too long. <laughs> You'll run out of stuff to do. A lot of people are like, "No, that'd be great," and I'm, and I'm like, "No, that you're crazy. That would be terrible. That be that'd be the worst." You get to a point where you're just like, "There's nothing else to do. I've already done everything." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saber's an imp. <laughs> oh man. Well um I'm trying to think about other stuff that has happened in Rivet City. Uh, yeah, the museum's probably my favorite part of the whole thing.
2: It's been a long time since I've been in there. What's so funny is, like, when I started reading the, the like, I was looking for information, right? Mm-hmm. And I was reading things and I was like, I don't remember some of this at all. And then for a minute, like, just for a moment, I was like, Am I even thinking of the right place? And then I got further in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I like this is right." But it, oh my god, <laughs> it's crazy what your brain holds on to and what it just throws out.
1: Yeah, courier, congratulations on getting enough, enough points for a, another stream pack. I just sent it your way, so you should see it show up. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's so much. There's so much to try to remember about all that stuff brains are useless sometimes it's just too much information it's just we live in this world where some of the stats around this you got another stream stream streamless packer holy crap all right man you've been saving up those points huh um uh but yeah there's i saw a statistic about um the amount of information that workers today process is just orders of magnitude higher than say somebody our grandparents' generation would have processed at the Mm -hmm. same age doing the kinds of jobs that they they did back then it's just it's amazing the amount of information that we we handle it's like our brains just aren't designed for it and we're just trying to do it anyway it's pretty crazy
2: yeah yeah and also how like fast everything is so not only are Mm -hmm. you learning so much so quickly but it really is just like everything is so fast
1: yeah, I find oh, that my right. attention uh is very short. Mm-hmm. Like even when somebody's trying to explain something to me, oftentimes I can anticipate what they're saying and I'm just like get to the point. <laughs> like I'm just and I don't say that. Yeah, you know, I try to I try to be very like accommodating cuz obviously they have to go through you know, a lot of times people think while they talk and I do the same thing. This isn't like I'm not trying to condemn anyone at all. I'm this is just I'm so I'm so quick at processing information and I've had to do it for so long and be quick with it Um, and I spend most of my time during the day processing information very quickly or getting things done very quickly that just even having conversations with other people it's it's at a pace that I just find um, I don't know it's just it's difficult sometimes it's it's like It's like getting used to driving in a car and then having to walk somewhere and feeling like oh my god this really takes forever but yet (laughs) but yet for the longest time that was just that was the pace of the world you know yeah it's interesting i think that
2: um i need to like get this confirmed but the longer i've been alive and the more i've observed like patterns of my behavior and the way that i interact with things and the ways that like i have to keep myself like going i'm pretty sure i have adhd and i didn't think when i was younger because um i was a gifted kid right mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of overlap with like being a gifted kid and other mental things going on yeah i would argue that pretty much all gifted kids are probably like they got something else going on right <laughs> probably
1: um, yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and so when i was younger like there's this big stereotype with like uh especially with boys young boys that are like disruptive but like a lot of young boys that have adhd are also gifted and that's the thing and so like i i think just because i wanted to like not be like that i always just pushed it out and pushed it out especially because people get sometimes people get uh diagnosed with adhd when they don't have it at all right um and so i just really like didn't even consider that it was a thing and then this past year especially being like just you know in my home all the time and like doing things and stuff like oh my god (laughs) my brain just it's just becomes so obvious what your brain is trying to do when you're just with yourself all the time
1: yeah it's craving it's craving something yeah and you need to feed it yeah 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 that makes sense yeah brains are brains are crazy we we are complex things and there's lots of layers (laughs) there's lots of layers yeah yeah Well, guys, um, do you have any thoughts on where we should go next time for settlements? Do we want to stick with Fallout 3? There are some other locations we could go to in Fallout 3. Or even just locations that aren't necessarily settlements. That could be a thing, too.
2: Yeah, we could do anywhere.
1: (laughs) BuddyBot does like brains. That's true. That's true. Mm. Uh, yeah.
0: I totally, totally like brains. Don't tell anybody, it's a secret.
1: I don't think it's a secret, BuddyBot. Bot. (laughs) Uh, arefu the metro, yeah. We can talk about the metro. Oh,
2: yeah, you talk about the metro. Uh, that's another thing that I've actually been on. It's funny, like, I love you know, one of my favorite things about the Fallout games is that you can go to places that you've been. Um, yeah, and especially with I find it especially with uh, with the like capital wasteland, there's lots of places that I've been, it's really fun. Same thing with Fallout 4, a lot of that whole area. Of the United States I've been in like multiple times mm-hmm. and so it's so fun when it's like familiar and you kind of know where you're going
1: oh so uh, Saber things! I look there I'm going to take another drink yeah Rob says I second the suggestion of Metro uh, Necromana says Andale's pretty cool um yeah any of those would work I think I think they're all worth covering at some point the Corvega factory. Yeah, that's the other thing is we could cover some of these uh, like factories and research locations and things like that. There's a lot of locations we can we could cover the um, oh, what's the building with all the ghouls. I love the place where where the story of the guy descending into the building with all the ghouls. What is that called? Um, That's really cool. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff we could cover. There's so many places in the metro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those would be cool too. Hmm. Don't forget push. Oh, did the push-ups card pop up? Did I miss it? Uh, where is it? Where is it? Redeemed stream pack. Um, <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I don't see it. How did I not see it?
2: You know what, thinking about my, my vampire appearance, it probably doesn't help that I wear a black sweater every time we record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it does, the, it, to, it does add to the contrast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is it? Huh. That's weird. I'll I'll look through this again. Uh, Redemptions, pull this back up. There we go. Uh, hydration. Five push-ups. You're right. It is there. Saber. Saber, you did five push-ups. Alright, I'll go do five push-ups while Lainey's gonna talk about some other locations we're them. gonna visit. I gotta do them. Sorry, I missed that. Um, yeah. Did I miss anything else? I don't think I did. Alright. I'll be over there oh, doing you, you to
2: summon Sushi Cat. Sushi Cat's asleep sushi right Sushi Cat,
1: I summoned the She's,
2: she's in the other room. She can't come out right now. I can maybe get a Noodle Cat. Anybody? You guys, some of you have the Noodle Cat emote. I know you do. Woo!
1: Alright, five push-ups. There you go. I did it. I did it. I did it. Sushi cat.
2: Good job.
1: Sushi noodles. Alright.
2: Sushi, noodle. Sushi noodles. Sushi
1: noodles. Laney, are you going to go stream? Are you going to do more streaming tonight?
2: Um, That's a great question. And I might, you know, it's I might do another Fallout one. Um, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well,
1: I got some uh, I got some stuff I need to knock out, some work stuff I wanted to finish. Um but guys, uh Laney's gonna pop up on stream soon, probably.
2: Do you wanna raid me? I'll set it up right now.
1: Do it, set it up. <laughs>
2: and then we can just transfer everyone over. <laughs> Shout out
1: Neos Pandora. So that's her channel. If you aren't already following her, go, oh, for, yeah. go follow. Go check out that channel. Check it out. Your Animal Crossing Bar. I don't think i've seen it yet we use discord to record so i don't have it i only have it up for the the cameras um but i can pull it up over here what's it in what channel is it in what is it in the sushi uh the, i'm sorry sushi the animal crossing bar is it art what is it under art showcase there you go animal crossing bar <laughs> what's he say mmm donut <laughs> you don't want to know <laughs> what happened Blathers
2: <laughs> I love me some Animal Crossing
1: oh, I like I like Blathers is cute his little owl face um, I haven't I don't know that I've heard any ideas specifically I'm trying to remember I juggle so many of these things that I sometimes I, I forget what has been talked about and what hasn't uh, do, 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 do. I'm looking. I feel like there were, it might have been something, some talk right after the last episode, the last patron episode, but I don't recall what that was. Um, but feel free to throw out some ideas. Usually, I leave it up to the community to just decide what what things they're most interested in talking about. Yeah, this typing skills. We can talk about typing skills. My
2: typing skills.
1: That's what we can talk about for sure. <laughs>
2: who's typing skills
1: yours because it's like clackety clackety clack clackety clack
2: oh yeah i so i've been with my girlfriend for almost two years now and it literally took up until two months ago for i guess her to pay attention to me typing because (laughs) i was i was typing on my phone i was like texting someone and looking at her at the same time and she looked at me and she was like you're not really doing that And I was like, yeah, And I turned the phone. I had like a whole paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to look when you know where the keys are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. That's
2: what growing up with computers does to you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, that's one of the, I I type very quickly and it's one of the skills that I'm very glad that I have and that I learned to do when I was, I guess, middle school, high school age.
2: Yeah, I had to do when I was in elementary school, like the the exercises the home where they rows like, and, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 for sure.
2: Alrighty, I'm gonna start the stream up. I just changed all the the info in it. Alright.
1: Well, cool. Raid.
2: I have to unhost you.
1: That's raid. Neos <laughs> Pandora. Okay, let me know when you're live, and we'll we'll raid you. Everybody, um, thank you for hanging out. It's been good hanging, seeing I'm everybody. On there to, okay. and and almost oh no
2: and nope. almost
1: and almost and not there
2: if you just want to pop in and send one message i have a little kitty cat on here that will say hi to you <laughs>
1: yeah i like a little kitty cat me too hmm, doesn't say you're up all yet. right Are you up? we
2: should be up now yeah
1: all right all right everybody thanks for hanging out go go play some games with laney woo. <laughs> Bye, Nakamata. Courier, Saber. Everybody else. All right, Raiding is sending over Raid. Here we go. All right, Lay. Have a good day. Alrighty. See ya. Bye. Bye.
2: Why are emotes not working? It seems like they work fine for me. I don't know, keep trying. Keep pressing buttons. <laughs> that's so awesome, Saber. Thank you so much. And that goes to charity. So what? That uh you spend five dollars for that, and then I get two fifty, so that's a whole 250 going to charity. Yay! And any ad money from this too goes there any bits any of that so thanks actually saber you're our, you're you are our first donation so that's awesome yay okay let me get the rest of this set up but i want to make sure i could talk to you um, i was just leaving you hanging cuz y'all know i already was still here <laughs> all right so just a second How are you guys doing? Have a good day. Hey, Sixer. How's it going? Alrighty. Alright, one second. I'll be right back. I'm not really going anywhere. I just can't see the chat for a second. I'm still here. Um. Hmm. alrighty, but yeah, you guys have a good day y'all eat anything delicious for dinner? I know some of you had pizza that was me yesterday I had pizza alrighty, alrighty